Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Do you know what? I'm going to say this now, and maybe we'll lead up to it at the end of the show. Okay. Actually, oh god, I can't believe I'm going to do this. Go on, it's all right, mate. It's all there's right. A, there's a willy time with Seb that I've been holding back from telling, that I've never told either of you ever, and it's one of the most embarrassing moments of my entire life. I can't wait. So, if you listen to the end of the show, I'll tell that willy time with Seb. Wow. Before we get started in this episode, of, uh, um, we just issued a little not to make work for it. If you are offended or a little bit squeamish about anything to do with sex and bums and all that stuff, maybe skip this episode or listen to it on two times fast because that's exactly what we're going to be getting into today. So buckle up and strap on. You've been sitting on that for a while, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> Without meaning to ruin your great punchline, there's certain family members of mine that I know listen to this, and I'm telling you now, I don't want you to. And if you go further with this, that's on you, not on me. And if you hear something about me having a wank that you don't want to hear, that is on you now, because I've told you. Okay? So just walk away. That's a great point, Steve. Yeah. And on that note as well, anybody who is... Our very, very few critics of Willy Time with Seb, our favourite feature. That same goes for you as well. Yeah, this is... This is know, all Willy Time with Seb. It's Willy Time with everyone, isn't it? It's not just Willy me. Willy Time with the boys. And, and the girls, and everyone. It's an all-inclusive Willy Time. So, with that out of the way, on this special episode of Goats, we are joined by our first ever guest on the show. Round of applause. For us, we've made it, guys. So please let me introduce Amy, also known as GoatsXO on Instagram. We will put her link in the bio in the description of this podcast. She's a comedy graduate slash OnlyFans extraordinaire, and she's the perfect guest to have on this episode. And if you haven't guessed already what Amy does um, and the reason why we've got her on the show today, it's because we're going to be crowning the Goat Porn Star. Now, porn has literally been around forever, and the origins can be traced back to ancient Greece. And literally, as soon as film production was invented, so was porn, the film version of porn. As soon as motion picture was invented, as soon as the camera was invented, people started filming pornos. Apparently, you're never more than three clicks away from porn anywhere on the internet, 
and Rule 34 says, if it exists, there's porn of it. So, before we get into this, how is everybody? More importantly, Amy, how are you? How are you feeling? How is the honour of being the first guest on the greatest podcast of all time? It's amazing. I didn't realise I was your first guest. That's a proper honour. That's a real honour. I was like, oh, they've probably done this with loads of people, but I feel very special. Thank you. As men, we're, we're great at making it look like we've done this all before, but we've actually never done it before. You get a wing in it. <laughs> yeah, no, first guest. So this is officially in history. Yeah. How's everyone's like weeks, weekends? What happened? Spoiling. It's fucking yep, well. That's what's happened. Sweltering. Do you know what else happened? This is well sad, but it's also quite funny. My cat, which you've both met. I haven't met. Yeah. Oh, no, you haven't met. Michael's met. My cat, uh, Luna... This is such a dramatic tale of events. So on Saturday night, she just started just being sick everywhere. Just everywhere. Michael, you would have hated it. You hate Grim. sick, right? Yeah. yeah. It, it, it was unbelievable. I'd never seen so much come out of such a small object. And I was like, this is ridiculous. And then she's being sick. I'm cleaning up the sick. She's just sick all out of the house. She's sick in my housemate's bed. She's sick in our bed. She's sick on all the carpets. It's awful. I'm cleaning it up and I'm like, oh shit, there's a pill in this sick. And my cat had eaten one of my antidepressants. Now, can you imagine (laughs) killing your cat with the thing that's supposed to make you happy? (laughs) And then, so I phone up the vets. I'm like, my cat's eating one of my antidepressants. They're like, are you sure? And I'm like, yes, 100%. And then they're like, oh, what is it? And then I have to have this really awkward conversation. And then the fucking geezer on the phone is like, oh, that's a lot. I'm like, yeah, thanks. I'm really depressed. You twat. <laughs> and then he's like, that's way too much for a cat. And I'm like, yeah, I know. But what are you talking about? I didn't mean to give it to the cat, you fucking knobhead. And then he's like, it's probably fine. She's sicked up. Just leave it. Leave it overnight. I'm sure she'll be fine. We wake up the next day. There's just sick everywhere. So we're like, oh, for fuck's sake. Take her the out of hours vet, right? The out-of-hours vet is like, right, she's going to need to come in. They're, like, looking at the pill that I fished out of her sick, and then we have to go through the whole antidepressant chat again. And then they're like, do you have pet insurance? And obviously I'm a twat, so I was like, well, no, because she's an indoor cat. And obviously indoor cats could never get sick, which is what everyone told me. Turns out they fucking can if they eat one of your antidepressants. So then she goes to the the fucking cat hospital... (laughs) Gets all shaved up. She looks like she's had a fucking Brazilian. And then they do a blood test. They turned out it wasn't the antidepressant. What actually happened was she'd eaten one of my antidepressants, which would have killed her, right? She then went into the garden, chewed on a lily, which is really allergic to cats, and then sicked back up the antidepressant completely coincidentally. Oh, my God. So actually, she poisoned herself and saved her own life. Yes, I don't think deliberately. Although maybe she did. I don't know if I want to give her that much credit. She is, you know, she's a cat. Yeah. (laughs) She did save her own life. But bearing in mind, we didn't have pet insurance. Do you want to play a game of higher or lower? How much did it cost to fix my cat? Yeah, I do. Yeah. 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 All right. We'll go in turn. So Amy, you go first and then we'll just keep progressively going. And then when I hit the answer that you think it is, we'll stop. So do you think it cost us... £200 to fix our cat. I thought I was going to say 200 200 Michael? Higher. higher, way higher. You you want to go higher. What what figure are you going to say? I'm going to go 700 700 Vinny, higher or lower than 700 I'm going three grand. 
Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, that's not my final guess. Sorry. I reason, <laughs> completely forgot how this works. I thought we'd go up like a bit and a bit and a bit. Yeah, nah, I'm going to say 1,500 quid as my, like, that's that's how much it probably cost in total. Yeah, it was 1,500 quid. Bang on. A grand and a half. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Insane. And she's totally fine. Yeah. They were just like, yeah, we thought she was going to die, and it turns out she was fine. They gave her a Brazilian, and now she's home. Are you going to get pet insurance now? Yeah, yeah, I probably will, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For the sake of, like, $3.99 a month. Can I just say also... I don't normally shout out this kind of behaviour because I don't like to encourage it in my house. But when I'm recording, it all gets a bit tittery outside and people like to like knock on the doors and stuff. And my housemates know that this week is the goat porn star. And one of them just snuck in and handed me this note of paper, which is a picture, a poorly drawn picture of him ejaculating on my mum. And it says, <laughs> obvious answer, Seb's mum. <laughs> so that's fucking charming. Wait, that's fan art. That's fan art. You better pin that up. That's for the Patreon. That's oh, for the Patreon. That's going on. That's going on. Instagram. That is fucking. That's not going weird. fucking anywhere. All right. I've got to say, Savak, you live a much more exciting and wild life than I do. My story of the week, the most exciting thing that happened to me this week was I accidentally washed my white clothes with a, a green tapestry, and now they're all a bit green, and I don't know what to do. <laughs> that's a disaster. <laughs> yeah. Amy, anything? No, this is the highlight of my week and getting the grass cut and getting the grass cut which you did tell us before the show was yeah. not a euphemism not a euphemism getting the, getting the gardener in is not a euphemism I can tell you my garden is not trimmed <laughs> <laughs> oh, on that note should we get on yeah let's start as you mean to go on in one of the biggest industries in human history and across billions of hours of content which individuals stand out above all others to be held up as the goats of porn? Well, today we're going to find out. So again, buckle up and strap on as we crown the goat porn star. But let's get into it. H- how are we going to do this? Who's going to go first? I believe we're all. you're going to all present me a candidate and I'm going to choose them. Exactly. I don't mind going first. Go on then, Sebi. Go for it. All right. Happy days. So this week, I pulled a bit of a Michael. Amy, I don't know if you know what that means, but that means I'm going to go on quite a long, arduous and bumbling rant before I actually get to what I've what I've chosen. You haven't picked Gandalf, have you? I have not picked Gandalf. Yeah, it's not a true Michael unless the thing you've picked isn't actually a porn star and it completely breaks the rules. <laughs> That's true. Actually, maybe I haven't pulled a Michael. What I'll say is I was going to pull a Michael because the first when, when we said go porn star, the first place my head to my head went to was Jackie Chan. I was like, it's definitely Jackie Chan. Was that where your head went to as well, Amy? I was Googling it and I was like, oh, Jackie Chan. Yeah. Hang yeah, on. Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. Yeah, Jackie Chan, at the start of his career, starred in a softcore porn comedy in Hong Kong called All in the Family, which is a rogue name for a porno. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, hello. <laughs> but then I looked into it. I don't know if you did the same, Amy, but I looked into it and I realised it's only actually called porn because Hong Kong at the time was pretty conservative. It's actually not really porn. It's just like a soft core, very, very soft. It's like a sex comedy, like something a bit like Scary Movie or one of those teen movies where there's like oh, right, implied yeah. sex and maybe a bit of like nudity, but it's not like you don't see any anything going in anything yeah. you know it's, oh no it's beyond soft it's like there's a nipple Flaccid. and that's 
Yeah. Flaccid corn. <laughs> Flaccid corn. Um, that's probably its own thing, to be fair. And then, then my brain went to the same really obvious place that everyone else's brain goes to when you're like, oh, find a funny thing to call a porn star. And I thought, Kimmy K. But then I thought, that's a bit overdone, isn't it? Everyone thought Kim K. And like, to be fair to her, she's done well from it. Oh, like, yeah. she has done really, really well from that. And then I was looking into it, and there's some questions about, like, the consent, about whether that she wanted that tape. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to, no, 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 no. Like, I don't want to crown someone the goat for something they didn't want people to see. That's not, that's not us. And then, so I started, and the trouble is, I don't know if you guys found this, but when you start trying to look up greatest porn stars, it's just lists of like, she's fit. He's got a big dong. She's fit. <laughs> it's like, this isn't anything. This is just, <laughs> just nonsense. This is dribble. So I was looking through an article written by the most renowned and honorable of all newspapers, The Sun. And I came across this line. US porn actress Lisa Sparks set world record when she had sex with 919 men in a single day during Eroticon 2004 as part of the third annual World Gangbang Championship. Oh, my God. (laughs) And that piqued my interest. That sounds painful. Yes. 919 dicks. I know. In a day. In a day. In seven and a half hours. So, Oh, not in a day. In less than half a day. So, basically, long and short of it was this. She competed against the previous world record holder, which was like something like 400 or so, is a Brazilian woman called Patricia. And they basically, it was in Poland, in Warsaw, in a, in a warehouse for Eroticon. And basically for seven and a half hours, 919 men came in one by one and had sex with her for 30 seconds at a time. And what's impressive is, is they had to like... The logistics of it is they had to, like, fluff them up ready. And then once they were ready, they were like, go, go, go. And they had, like, 30 seconds to finish or get out of there. Like, they can't waste any time. Did they have to finish for it to be counted? I don't think so. So here's the thing. I think originally that was the idea, but it started to just descend into nonsense. And so I'm coming to this bit. So basically, it all started to get a bit shit but not like in an uncomfortable way. She just started to find it really boring. And there's a video of her eating a Big Mac halfway through. Fucking hell. She's just like, I am done with this. This is absolutely tragic. Can you imagine being the guy who's like, oh, I'm like 526. And she's like, yeah, all right, mate. Keep going. Yeah, you're doing so. Oh, it's so big. It's the biggest I've seen all day. But yeah, so I was like, purely as an athletic and logistical achievement, that's incredible, right? Yeah. And then I found her website and I was reading through it and I was like, oh, this is great. Like, there's a gold mine of hilarious quotes. Like, she says she's like as curvy as a Texan country road. And I was like, this is fantastic. <laughs> this is definitely getting in. But then she said, the, the World Gangbang Bang. <laughs> The World Gangbang Championships was the only thing in her 21-year porn career that she regrets because it wasn't a proper gangbang. I was just going to say, that's not a gangbang. One girl getting shagged, you know, once at a time. Not even properly. It's a conveyor belt at that point. Exactly. That's what she said. 
Whereas there's one that she was aiming at, which was 500 people, and they were really going at it. That was 500, like, just bodies and juices everywhere. And it's called, like, the something 500. The Houston 500, it's, like, a big famous thing. And she was like, I wanted to do that, and that's not what I was given. It was really boring. It was a bit of a letdown. So I was like, well, fuck, I can't do that. I don't want to crown her the goat for something she didn't she didn't want to do. Also, you're not even crowning this this chick 919 dicks in a day as the goat. No, no, I've got I've got three more pages of A4 to go. Don't worry. Holy shit! So someone's done a better achievement than that. Because I'm sorry, that is like I'm going to talk about the ass champion later. But th- that 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 <laughs> lady is. That's uh wow. That's that's amazing that achievement, and that's not even the best. So well, here's the thing. So I was racking my brains and I was thinking, what is a porn incident that is so big that it like shook mainstream news? Like what's something so massive that everyone knows it happened? And obviously the first thing I thought was two girls, one couple. We've already covered that. That's old yeah. news. Bloody, bloody blue, boring. And then I remembered in the deep recesses of Willie Time with Sev, an incident that was so big it made it into the news. Not only did it make it into the news, but it made it into international politics and there was death threats. And I was like, that's what I'm doing. What heinous act could cause such a massive reaction? Death threats. How could a, a porn film cause death threats, right? Was it a real-life version of the human centipede? No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was a pretty boring, tame threesome video uploaded to Pornhub there was just one thing that made it different from all the others. The two women in the video were wearing hijabs. Those two women were Juliana Vega and none other than the now infamous, world-famous goat porn star, Mia Khalifa. The video featured the two women having a threesome with a guy called Sean Lawless. And in the video, Sean played the part of Mia's boyfriend, a motorbike-riding US soldier. Now, this video, as you can imagine, showing two women in hijabs performing sex acts on a US soldier, did cause a little bit of a stir. And I think we can all understand why. The person who received the most flack was Mia Khalifa because she has Lebanese heritage. So a lot of people felt like it was her turning her back on her like Arabic roots. Oh, right, like she should know better. Like, yeah, so like, whereas... Juliana Vega and Sean Lawless, they're just like actors. And Juliana Vega is actually Hispanic. So she's not like, she's just wearing it as like a costume. Mia Khalifa is like something that she was brought up around. So people felt that she should know better and that she was insulting the Muslim world. This led to her being publicly disowned by her parents on the news. They said that she was no longer a part of her family. And even more worryingly, members of ISIS were sending her pictures to her personal email address of her house. Fuck. Scary. So they were standing outside her house or going on Google Maps and taking pictures of her house and saying, we know where you live. Now, the reason I like Mia Khalifa so much is the way that she dealt with this, because there was one really, really famous incident that made the news, which is an image was circulated online, which had been photoshopped very realistically, to look like she was being beheaded as part of an ISIS beheading. And the caption said that she would burn in all hell's fire. And her reply was, that's good. I've been meaning to get a little tan recently. And I just think that makes you a bad bitch. (laughs) Now, 
I know, and I fully accept, and I think we can all understand that what she did is undeniably offensive. And I wouldn't say it's a particularly good idea. But she has as much of a right to make porn and wear a hijab as anyone who is offended by it. She has her right. She can do that. And you can turn around and say, I don't like that. You can't threaten to fucking kill her. That's insane. That's mental. But this whole debacle led to her in just three months of working in the porn industry, becoming the most searched porn actor in the world ever. Ever. Because it was like a Streisand effect. Like the more people talked about it and the more it became this like infamous video, the more people just kept on pushing and pushing and pushing and trying to search it. It's the most viewed video only under Kim Kardashian's sex tape on Pornhub, I believe. It's massive. Wow. It's like the biggest thing that's ever happened ever. So then two weeks later, she is part of this massive thing. She's being offered all these huge contracts. She's like a huge star. She's like the biggest porn star in the world. And she signs this huge contract with the network Bang Bros, who are like a subsidiary of some other company. And she signed up to do like several porn shoots a month. And she's like on this big deal. And then she suddenly just pulls a bit of a Dave Chappelle and just walks out, just says, actually, I don't want to do it. I've had enough. I don't think this is for me. And actually, I feel like I've been uh, dishonored by the way that I've been treated in the porn industry. And obviously, that would be it. That would be just like a funny anecdote about how this one woman comes in, takes the porn industry by storm, goes to number one, and then just walks away. That'd be it. But the reason that I picked her as my goat, and one of the reasons I think she's so cool, is not only because she's currently still, in 2022, the sixth most searched porn star globally, now, in 2022, but she came back after a hiatus and did an interview with BBC News and a couple of other uh, like news outlets and started talking about why she left the porn industry. And I would really recommend it. What I would not recommend is typing in Mia Khalifa BBC. That does not get you what you want to see. <laughs> why? Just type in... Why is that? British Broadcasting Company. Indeed. Look, I was, as, I was as stunned as you were. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but it didn't go the oh. way I expected. So I would just look up Mia Khalifa Hard Talk, which is the um, which is also funny, but doesn't get <laughs> you where you Also funny. But gets you to the interview. And as part of his interview, she basically spoke about how young women are exploited into really, really bad porn contracts when they're really, really vulnerable. And especially if they have a scene that blows up, it's very, very common for those people to then be told that they're being given a really, really good contract. And especially people in Mia Khalifa's position where her family have disowned her. A lot of people's parents aren't that into them doing porn. So they struggle to have like a family unit that can assess the contracts and job opportunities that they're signing up to. And she talked about that a lot. And then she also talked about how she had very little say in the scenes that she was asked to do and how the hijab scene was not really a choice. She just turned up on yeah. set and they said, you're wearing this, you're doing this scene on your crack get on with it yeah and i saw this interview when i was 19 and i remember finding it really shocking and i think the most shocking part of the interview for me was what she revealed at the end which is that for everything that she went through for the death threats for being the most searched porn star in the world globally she's still the sixth most searched porn star globally she's this infamous star one of the biggest videos that's ever been made 
she made $12,000 net. That's all she ever made. That's ever in porn? Ever in porn. She made $12,000. Wow. To have ISIS death threats. Yeah, I know. Fuck that. So because of that, for me personally, and I remember like it was a big thing. It's a ridiculous thing to say, but it was where I was like on at the time. A big thing on Reddit. There was a big movement of people looking to find porn and watch porn made by creators and people who made their own porn because there was this sudden realization that people were being really heavily exploited and actually it was much more moral to watch porn on things like reddit where people just upload videos themselves they might be promoting an OnlyFans, they might just enjoy doing it but either way you can guarantee that what you're watching has been made by someone who knows exactly what they're doing and has made the choice to make that video 100 percent consent yeah 100 percent consent and this might be too much information but at 19 that was like a big realization for me like i was 19 i just like it's gross but you start watching porn when you're like i was probably way too young and yeah, for the longest yeah. time porn had just been porn i just typed in things i wanted to see and i was like oh that's fucking cool watch a plumber banger sexy housewife that sounds great yeah and i'd never thought about the fact that and I, not just the women involved, but the men, all of it. I'd never thought that those people really have like a, a whole life that revolves around that. I just thought, well, yeah. it's there. I'll watch it. You know, it's got yeah, nothing yeah, to yeah. do with me. I don't make that decision. And to be fair, when you're fucking 14, that is a bit of a big thought. And that's one of the reasons it's so worrying. Like, it is a weird concept that you have kids engaging in something where like consent is obviously so important. But like, I remember at 19 thinking like, oh, that's really shit. And to be honest with you, her interview and that moment, oh God, this is so embarrassing to say, but like it stuck with me. And in a weird little way, I'm only saying this because we're talking about porn, it's affected the porn that I have engaged with for the rest of my time watching porn. I don't watch That's porn that much enough. anymore. It's not embarrassing. I'm going to be, t- yeah. be totally honest. Like, obviously, I'm in a long-term relationship. I don't watch porn that much anymore. But if I do, it would probably be on somewhere like Reddit or OnlyFans, where I knew that the person who'd made that knew why they'd made that and had been compensated fairly for making that. Whether that's for free, maybe they just get off on doing it, they put it out for free and you watch it for free. But that's a much more fair transaction than going onto a porn site, watching something that might make the studio a million dollars, but might make the woman who did it 12,000. Like that just sat with me and I don't know why. It's a bizarre thing to say. And like, I don't know, recently all my goat pics have suddenly become like a bit emotional or a bit deep. But like, for me, that is why I just remembered. I remembered this realization. And I think like, I remember for me, it felt like that moment was a big moment in progression across the internet. Like it did change the culture that I was around and the way that people viewed porn when she came out and said, I made $12,000 for having my life ruined. And like, and then at the end she was like, oh, you can go and look at my OnlyFans and you can buy my porn if you want to see porn that i actually want to make and i was yeah, like yeah yeah that's fucking solid yeah i like that yeah but i i particularly like what you're saying about the fact that you know the exploitation and stuff of it and how like you know it spawned like people to create their own stuff and become actual creators of content they want to make and obviously we have a creator of content that they want to make right here so i thought i would ask you about that and say you know, OnlyFans is a big, important thing. Like, do, do you think it's really important that 
people are able to make stuff they want to make and get paid fairly for it. And also, the second part of the question is, when they came out and said, like, oh, we're going to ban porn from the website, like, what was that like? Were you just like, what the fuck, you know, what am I supposed to do? And obviously, that's been rescinded now, but just get your thoughts on that whole scenario as well. Yeah, OnlyFans is amazing. I think that it's just incredible that women can do this all from their homes. Like, you don't have to contact some weirdos online and be like, can I come and film? Like, you don't have to get into any contracts with anyone. You can just be at home and be like, sign up on your phone, do it all yourself. You get verified and stuff, so there's just, like, no dodginess to it, which is just revolutionary, really. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember reading about, like, getting, like, a little thing, like, oh, we're banning anything explicit from our website they, they like emailed people and I was like shit so like that that's like rent gone like I was just like fuck like I'm absolutely fucked and just like panic like just complete panic like all these girls like messaging me on Instagram like I, what the fuck do we do and then they emailed again I think a couple of days later and they were just like oh no we've changed our minds and it was like really strange actually like I'm actually still kind of confused about what actually happened and some people were like, oh, it's a publicity thing. Like, they wanted to just, like, get everyone riled up and panicked, subscribe to loads mm. of people's OnlyFans, and then be like, no, actually, we're not doing it. So, yeah. Yeah, from my point of view, like, I don't know if OnlyFans existed before, like, people made explicit content on it, and it was, like, a place where, I don't know, let's say if, like, the podcast had an OnlyFans, it was a bit like a Patreon, you could go and get exclusive content. Like, I don't know if that existed before, but, like, to my knowledge, OnlyFans has been uh, what it is. It is just basically explicit content for the most part. So to go out and say, we're banning all of that, yeah, is people's lives, like, fuck, that's people's jobs. Like, that, they want to do, like, you know, you want to make that content. That's You want to get paid for it and have that recognition. It just seemed, like, mental, like, truly mental. Yeah, I think it's the first... OnlyFans is, like, the first time they've... What's the word? Like, put it all into, like, one like website because before it was like you'd have to like build your own website and like work out how to do all this technical stuff to get like transferred and stuff so it's like the first time they put it all and then how do you promote it as well like advertise it and stuff like it must be a bitch and also just like i guess it kind of i don't know maybe this is not right i'm just looking at this from like a perspective of someone who's not been a part of that but like it must feel a lot safer knowing that like there's a whole system designed for it rather than just being like oh I remember people being like, oh, you buy me something off of this and then I'll send you this. And it's like that whole system feels kind of, I don't know what the right word is, but it doesn't feel safe. And it kind of, it doesn't feel like you're doing something for you. It feels like you're taking part of like a transaction that maybe isn't like as, I don't know, as nice as whereas being able to just have this whole like system that's just set up for you. Well, when I first, before I started OnlyFans and before I even knew it was a thing, people would just like message me on Instagram and be like, oh, if I send you like 80 quid, can you send me a picture of your tits? And I didn't realize, I did it for a while with lots of people and never had any issues. And then one time did it and he spent, I don't know, a few hundred. And I didn't realize on PayPal, people can take back money. Like you can like refund it. So I got like scammed essentially. And I just had no idea. So yeah, fucking so shady, man. Who would have thought you could do that? I had no idea. The other thing I was going to ask, and like this is just again, I feel like we're just like berating you with questions because we don't really understand it. But like, how do you get past people just like taking your content and then putting it somewhere else? Like that must like for me, 
like I even think about that like because obviously my other job I run like a much bigger Patreon website and one of the problems we have is people taking stuff off our Patreon and just giving it to other people for free like it's a huge problem like we'll put up like a bonus episode for people who paid like 20 quid and then it just goes to like a million people for free and you're like oh fuck and then you try and report it and it never goes quick enough and it's like a whole thing do you have that same problem yeah, well, I don't because I'm I'm not like that big on it, so I don't think people are like looking for my leaked stuff really. But um, what I've heard is that every time someone gets a leak, they also get the amount of subscribers they get goes up by like so much. Like it's actually oh, really, really? Like, emotional for them, and obviously it's still a very bad thing. It's like free publicity. Yeah, obviously, like people should not be doing it. It's like highly illegal, like awful, but that's like the silver lining that I've heard from girls who've been like actually it just did me so well now I make so much more oh that's good I mean it's sad but it's also at least there is a silver lining there is a positive to it yeah that like it's theft but at at least you're getting something back for it if there's nothing else you know could you not just then accidentally leak any nudes just for a little bit of publicity is that not like a business model I've actually like and this is I've never said anything. I've like sent the Sun like news and stuff before. You know, like have you seen like the Sun newspaper on the website? You can like find their emails. Like send us stories. I'm always like, I'll just like leak. I'll just be, like crazy OnlyFans girls like, and but they don't give a shit. They must just see them and be like, what well, weirdo. Really, that's <laughs> yeah. so funny. <laughs> What's funny though, Amy, is you do have an article in the Sun which I've read. <laughs> I do. Yeah. yeah. Really. Have you guys not read the Sun article? Oh, fuck, I should have sent it to you. It's really funny. It's awful. Gone then. <laughs> who, who wants to tell the story then? Do Seb want to no, tell it? No, you tell it. It's really me. funny though. It's so good. So I can I can tell you what happened, but there's actually like details I don't think I'm allowed to like talk about, which is because I, I like signed like a thing. And I don't know if you guys count as like reporters, but like I'm not allowed to like say a lot about it, which is... weird so yeah I'm allowed to say that I was like in the sun and it was because I spent a lot of my student loan on lip fillers and I can't remember what the headline was but it was something like girl spends thousands of pounds of her only like her not her only fans money of her um student loan on lip fillers and there was just like uproar and but I mentioned that um my friend I would laugh with my friends about spending taxpayers money on fillers because that's what I did laugh about and they like took that and they were like we are running with this and that's the headline yeah I'm literally reading it right now so the headline is this bit lippy I'm spending my student loan on monthly lip fillers pal's joke is the taxpayer's money but I'm not bothered (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's amazing Amy that's so fucking good you're a legend it's so funny (laughs) I mean to be fair like Vinny, you've been a student, and I've seen you just splash your student loan on fucking Jaeger bombs. So what's the difference between that Weed. and lip fillers? Exactly. Like, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think there's that much harm in it. And, you know, it's not like Boris isn't wasting taxpayers' money on fucking test and trace and all other shit. So what's a few lip fillers? Exactly. And they, like, conveniently forgot to mention that I also do OnlyFans. And that during COVID, I, like, worked on, like helplines and stuff like they ignored the fact that i make money in other areas they were just like oh it's it, she only uses her student loan on it well it's and it's also it's like anything it's one of the things that weirdly is the only time i ever stick up for politicians 
is when they spend their own wages on a thing for them. And then everyone's like, that's taxpayers' money. And it's like, but it's their wages. They should well, be able yeah. to like, have a house. Like, I'm not saying that you should spend money that isn't yours on stuff that you want. But like, if you get paid whatever a politician gets paid, 100 gay, and you buy a new car, that's your car. You can't have everyone be like, well, that's taxpayers' money. Like, well, no, it's not. It's your money. It's the same also, for it's like yeah, A student loan isn't taxpayers' money, is it? Because you're going to pay it back. So it's a bar- you're borrowing it, actually. So if you pay it back, it doesn't fucking matter what you spend on. I'm not paying my fucking student loan back. They could kiss my ass. <laughs> In theory, <laughs> you're, you are great. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that Vinny would rather die than pay back his student loan. Yeah, I'm jumping off a building. If I get like that, if I get a wage high enough where I have to pay that, I'm like, fuck that. I'm jumping off a building. <laughs> they're, not, they're not getting any of that back. <laughs> Fuck this. I'm out of here. Oh, man. Yeah, fair play. Fair play. I did want to ask you one more question, Amy, if that's all right, because segueing from the Mia Khalifa thing, obviously what she had to do wearing a hijab was quite a weird request. And I've read articles before about OnlyFans and their weird requests, and I'm quite fascinated by it. So have you got any weird funny random things people have asked you to do i don't know poo in a bucket you don't have to say if you've done them or not at all but if you have ever had anything hilarious um that someone's asked you to do if you are able to tell us please do because it will really make me laugh Uh, i actually i haven't had that many weird ones i've had like pissing myself like fully clothed like just like piss which is strange um but I've had requests for other things that, like, are off of OnlyFans. So, like, I get a lot of men asking me if I would just, like, kick them in the balls, like, repeatedly. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I would be happy to do that, but I'm not meeting a stranger to kick him in the balls. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. that would be the weirdest. <laughs> that is insane, man. That's really weird. It's a big thing. Well, no, it's less... less right, I'm going to retract me saying the word weird now because I don't want to, like, shame people for, like the thing that they like like if you like being kicked in the bollocks really hard like power to you mate like fair enough because they might think that all the vanilla shit that i like is like well weird as well do you know what i mean just because i'm not wanting to get kicked in the bollocks but i mean it is interesting and it is quite funny to me have you seen the stamp guy the guy with all the stamps oh my god man it's part of a i believe it's a louis through into documentary but i'm not sure but there's this guy he's like a scandinavian stamp collector and so like obviously as we've been talking about like the real money in porn now is in like bespoke things that people want just for them so like on OnlyFans and stuff like that and he basically collected stamps his whole life and he has this stamp collection that's worth and i don't want to say a really big figure it's definitely worth more than a hundred thousand dollars a hundred percent like i can guarantee that i don't know how much more but we're talking like hundreds of thousands. And he gets to like his mid 40s. He's never had sex. And he just goes, fuck it. And he sends his stamp collection to an OnlyFans model and then pays them, it's a couple, and pays them a really high amount of money to burn the book of stamps whilst having sex and calling him a pussy. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> I don't make you come. I don't know what will. <laughs> That's like humiliation, like 
fetish to the extreme. But I remember in the documentary, the couple are like, it was one of the only ones that we didn't really want to do because we felt so bad about like the actual money that was being well, yeah, burnt. And like they had this whole thing about like morally whether it was okay if they like hid like they thought about like taking the stamps out of the book and just burning right. the book and like not burning his stamps and then actually sending him the stamps back because they were like this is so much money like we don't know if we want to do yeah, this. Yeah, but that that's not the contract, is it? If, if well, that's the thing. Them, that's not the contract. They've broken the the agreement. They have to do it. it it's what he wants. That was yeah. Well, that's why they, they did it. They burnt it. I think they pissed on it oh, and then did. they um <laughs> and then they called him pussy. <laughs> <laughs> If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hey dave yeah randy since we founded bombas we've always said our socks underwear and t-shirts are super soft any new ideas maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy wait what i got it bombas absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness because one purchased equals one donated wow did we just write an ad yes Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. <laughs> I loved hearing your answers to those questions because I'm just I'm fascinated by all this stuff. But who wants to go next? Vinny, Amy, who's who's brave enough to give me their next goat suggestion? I'll, I'll go next. I'll go for it. I'm a bit nervous. Go for it. Yeah, Amy can go next, and Vinny, Vinny, you can bring us up the rear. <laughs> I'll okay. be the cherry on top. So I should probably not. I'll, I'll like build up some tension, you know, before I tell you exactly who it is. Okay, so I'll read you her Twitter bio. Keeping it sexy and real since '82, teacher, mentor, pioneer, feminist, entertainer, 
stinker, kinkster, lover, jazz fan. Is it Michael? 82. Sound, sounds like my kind of woman, actually. <laughs> yeah, well, wait, it gets better. It gets better. Okay, so she's won 20, over 25 awards, including the MILF Performer of the Year Award and the Fanny Lifetime Achievement Award. She's been in over 1,000 adult films, including a lot of the Debbie Does franchise. don't know if yeah. you know them. Debbie Does Wall Street and Debbie Does Dishes. And lesbian scenes are her speciality. She's now, like, super fucking cool. Like, she goes to, like, unis and she does, like, sex education guides and stuff like that. She is Nina Hartley. I had actually never heard of her. And then I was, like, doing some research and I found her. And then I realised I've literally watched so many of her porn videos. I was like, I do know this woman. I've just, like, never clocked names because who looks for names? Who does that? Who watches porn and remembers the names? Literally. That's the signs of a psychopath. I'm looking at you, Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Vinny can rattle them off. Wait, you got to... No, no, right. Okay, right. So if you... <laughs> find one you really like. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to say... <laughs> no, no, carry on. <laughs> well, if you find one that you've, like, you've really connected with, you've really fallen in love with, you need to, you need to jot that name down on a list. <laughs> Well, like, oh, um, I don't want to. I don't want to see your <laughs> list, mate. Oh my god, I've watched this woman as well. Yes, she's iconic. I remember. This is so bad. This is an impromptu Willie time with Seb. I remember when I was about fifteen, and bearing in mind I didn't have sex for another good few years. I'm not going to say how many, but I did not need to be looking up this information just yet. I watched Nina Hartley give an infomercial style thing on how to lick Fanny. So did I. No! <laughs> We're like too young. Like that was one of my first videos, like porn videos yeah. that I ever watched. Uh, that was one of my first ones as well. Because I remember being like, well, I need to, if I'm going to watch porn, it may as well be educational. And I was like, if I'm going to lick a Fanny, I want to know how to do it properly. Oh and do you know what? Day. I still think back to that video. She's great. She's so cool. Yeah, so she used to be a nurse. And then she started stripping in her, like, sophomore year, which is, I don't know when your sophomore year is. Is that, like, your last one? Second year. I think it's your middle year. Second year, yeah. Middle year, second year. Yeah, she's so cool. Um, I'll read you, like, some little stuff. She was asked by an interviewer if she was, like, a naughty nurse. And she said no, but she said she had moments, and this is, like, interesting, but it's slightly strange, where she would be giving men, like, bed baths, and she'd have this thought, like, how great would it be if I could give him a bed bath and a happy ending? Um, and how stupid it is that if she got caught, she would be, like, kicked out. And she was like, it's so stupid that as a part of our, like, whole body wellness, we have decided that we should, like, ignore this, like, part of the body. And that we should have to, like, stay away from sexual pleasure, even though it's, like, beneficial for people's mental health. Like, as a nurse. Is something that she, like, recognised. Oh, yeah. I've got some more interesting facts. She said that she saw the 1976 erotic film The Autobiography of a Flea by Sharon McKnight alone in the theatre in San Francisco and that's when she chose to do porn. So this porn video was the flea, like a flea's perspective of a girl who has sex with people. And that was, like, her inspiration. Uh, she was like, shit, this is uh. for me. So it's like fly on the wall, but it's flea on the wall. 
Yeah, and then she started working in porn in 1984 because she saw it as a way of making a career out of having sex, which is iconic and the dream. And she said she told one of her sex education classes that she got into porn because that's where the naked ladies were. I like it. That's a good That's a good mantra, yeah. That's a great motivation. Although I feel like if a guy said it, it'd be more sleazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's something about that, isn't there? <laughs> Comes from Nina Hartley, it's fine. But I feel like if I said it, it'd be weird. The reason I think she's the greatest of all time is just purely because she combined education with porn and I think that's just like very revolutionary in 1994 she began her own line of instructional videos which is what me and Seb watched not together not together not together and I've got some good quotes from her as well she says pleasure is very very powerful very very potent you're no longer at the mercy of men when you understand that and sex isn't something men do to you it isn't something that men get out of you sex is something you dive into with gusto and like it every bit as much as he does and I think that's so important, especially because porn is constantly. I had a look at like POVs and I realized that if you type in like POV on Pornhub, there's probably about two videos which are like women's perspectives. Right, yeah. It's impossible to find POV from a woman's perspective. And it's just like evidence that it's so like for men. It's a man's game. It is, yeah. yeah. I get yeah. it reinforces like. OnlyFans being a really good thing, yeah, despite definitely. what like the sun might make you believe. Like it stops the like, yeah, it being a man's game because people are doing what they want to do. Yeah, and like I, I don't, I want. Uh, why would I want to watch a POV from a man's perspective? Yeah, that's not that's not it, is it? No, not at all. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't even think of that. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's very strange. I just think she's fucking amazing, and she also played Hillary Clinton. In the 2008 pornographic parody film Who's Nailing Palin with Lisa Ann in the role of Sarah Palin. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. <laughs> do you know what? I was going to do Lisa Ann and then I backed out, but do you know she's played Sarah Palin nine times? Wow. Fucking hell. That's funny as. It's like her go to character. I know. It must have been shit when Sarah Palin stopped really being relevant. Yeah, who is she? The name sounds familiar. Oh, she's the ex-governor um, of Alaska. She was like the pre-Trump Trump. She was like famous yeah. for saying weird shit. She was like all kind of like a bit of a redneck, but also this like quite sexy lady. And it was all a bit of a thing. And everyone was like mega into it. The world of parody porn as well is like, again, like fascinating to me. I think it's hilarious that you can like watch SpongeBob porn and stuff, and there's people dressed up as SpongeBob. Oh my god, have you seen the SpongeBob porn? I, I have seen <laughs> have these you before. Seen the SpongeBob porn. It's the funniest shit ever. The Simpsons one is also amazing. <laughs> yeah, you got like Avatar, Pirates of the Caribbean. Like it's it's amazing. I like like the retroy like weird like Alice in Wonderland ones. I've seen that too. They're like hours long. And it's yeah, just, they're like... really long. And there's like barely any porn in it. You have to like scrub through for hours to like find. And it's like a lot of narrative. Then you find yourself getting quite invested. Actually watching porn for the plot. Do you do that? Right, this may be man, too much no. more than time we said. But do you do that <laughs> thing where you're watching porn and there's like a lot of build up in the story and then you're like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip forward a bit, and then like it jumps too far, and you're like, well, how did they get here? Like, how have they gone from like just chatting to where we are now? Like, surely there must have been some sort of plot device. So then you like scroll back, 
And then you're like, oh, it was the sink the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it when there's like a really nice plot and then suddenly it just like cuts to the sex. I'm like, that ruins it for me. I'm like, no, I need, I need every detail of how they got into this situation. 100%. It's weird. It's weird when they do that. So is that your conclusion to Nina Hartley or do you have any more? Let me just double check. I feel like Nina's not, she's not as exciting. She's great and she's solid and she's a revolutionary. But she's not like your whole 900 fucking... 900's a lot, isn't it? <laughs> but she has got videos with basically every single, um, like think of a porn star, she's got a porn video with them. Like she is, yeah. she's very well known and yeah. I have a few more facts just for fun. Her real name is Maria Louise Hartman. And when she explains how she became Nina Hartley, she stated in an interview that she chose the name Nina because it was easy for Japanese tourists to say during her time as a dancer in San Francisco. I like it. I like her. Yeah, she sounds good. Like with goats is you can be the goat for many different reasons. And the educational stuff is definitely, you know, putting her up there in the conversation because... You know, it's important, isn't it, to not only work in the industry and provide entertainment for people, but then also come out and tell people what it's really like and shed light on everything that it's involved with, especially to young people as well. Because like Seb said, if you're 14 and just watching porn, you might not understand exactly what's going on in front of you. So coming out and telling people that is really commendable, as well as all the other things that she's done for people's entertainment. No, it's good. I like it. I think... um. There's a disconnect, isn't there, between porn and real life. And I think what she's done is bridge this idea that this is human beings having sex and sometimes doing it for fun, sometimes doing it for money, instead of you just seeing a screen with people on it and not even realising that these are, like, human beings. Like, even real people, yeah. No, definitely. And without Nina Hartley, I wouldn't know about Licking Fanny. So there's at least one person in the world who's grateful for that. And it's not Lucy. It isn't Lucy. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. Oh, I love it. I love it. Fuck you, guys. So you you must have known. You set that up. Yeah, I did. I did. I do it for the comedy, right? Yeah, so normally... After the one suggestion, we sort of have a little middle section on the show, don't we? But I thought I would do like a, a very quick, brief one today because we've got Amy on and we've got a lot to get through. But I couldn't do this episode without talking about, and I don't know his name. I'm not even sure if this is what he is actually referred to as, but I only know him as the ass champion. <laughs> I watched a documentary on Channel 4 or Channel 5 years ago about porn and... It ha- it followed the lives of a couple of people. It followed the lives of like a webcam girl, of like a couple who were like doing their own amateur stuff. And this fella, known as to me by the name The Ass Champion. And this fella was one of the most impressive human beings I've ever seen in my entire life. Genuinely, his talent surpasses that of Usain Bolt's 100%. He was like world famous in the industry for literally being able to shove anything up his butt anything any size any length any shape he's the fucking champ he's the ass champion he was given like a little tour of his room he was like yeah i used this in this video the other day picks up like a fucking tree trunk he's like yeah no worries yeah that's no problem all this long things bumps spikes (laughs) 
all sorts of shit. He's like, yeah, no, it's all good. I've, I've, you know, I've trained. I've been training for this my whole life. You know, I can sort of get anything up <laughs> That's there. That's not good. I was like, <laughs> I was just oh, so no. impressed. I mean, come on, Seb. You're not just going to start on the trunks, are you? On the tree trunks. You, you're going to have to build up to it. You warm up with a cheeky finger and then yeah. <laughs> you make your way to the tree trunks later on in life. How old was he? Um, probably in his 30s. God. How did you find out about him, sorry? It was on like a Channel 4 or Channel 5 documentary. And like I said, I, I, I also, in preparation for this podcast, I scrolled through the title of every single Channel 4 documentary ever made, all 1,300 of them. To try and find the ass champion, and I couldn't fucking find it. Jesus. So that leads me to believe it might be a Channel 5 documentary, and there's way more of those to sit through, so I didn't bother. It was just... Could have been a fever dream. No, it was definitely real. A wet dream. <laughs> it's... <laughs> it, it didn't, like, turn me on, but I was just so impressed. <laughs> no, but I was just so impressed. I, I was just fascinated. I was like, you know, up your bum hole. You know... To me, like, uh, there's no way anything, <laughs> nothing the size of anything ever can go up there. It's it's a one, my bum hole's a one-way ticket, and it's out. And that might be too much information, but it's to give context to how impressed I was with this fella. It was insane. And it all culminated into this thing. He's, like, invited to this porn shoot by this director who, like, knows him because he's so famous. So he, like, flies to America. He's on set at this porn shoot and there's this guy like on a table like bent over and he's putting stuff up his butt and it's gradually getting bigger or whatever. It's a video and the ass champions just stood there talking to the director. He's not necessarily in the video. He's just like, you know, there. And all of a sudden there's like a shaky camera on the documentary and it's like all a big panic. And basically the fella that was actually in the video ripped his rectum open because the thing was too big he couldn't handle it and there's oh blood God. everywhere like it's it's rank obviously that it's like a you know it's on television so they sort of blur it don't show everything but you can get a pretty vague you know good idea of sort of what it looks like and the director's literally like he's barely sympathetic which is pretty horrible he's just like oh never gonna get the shot now fuck's sake like this and he's like light bulb oh, fuck it oh, i forgot i invited the fucking ass champion he's right here and the ass champion's literally like rolling his eyes like, oh, go on then. <laughs> they clean it all up. He gets on the table and he just goes, yoop, straight in. No problemo. <laughs> At this point, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what can this man not do? That is, wow. wow. Fair play. Fair play to you. So if I was going to suggest a goat, it would be the ass champion. But I couldn't find out enough about him other than my memory of watching this documentary but if anybody for some random reason knows who he is or if he ever listens to this i just want to give him a bit of respect and say fair enough (laughs) i will never ever ever forget this this guy it's unbelievable absolutely unbelievable one of the most impressive things i've ever seen it must be so dangerous like medically yeah right i think that's why it was so impressive because the guy who like you know hurt himself it's like oh fucking hell yeah you know you're not supposed to be putting things up there but to the yeah. ass champion he's like trained <laughs> in the martial art of shoving stuff up your butt like it's like no problem you know it's like it's all good wow. you can it's handle incredible. it it's fine how big it was how, how big was it 
Well, the thing in the video wasn't that big, but the things in his room, I'm not joking when I say tree trunk. Wow. They're fucking like, enormous. Like, you must have wide hips. Yeah, right. And the weirdest thing, what, are like, you know, you might have a mental image of this, like, guy in your head. He's, like, probably, like, six foot six, massive, wide hips. He didn't look that big. He probably looks about 5'11". Fucking hell. Yeah. Wow. That's unbelievable. I, I wouldn't exaggerate and say I reckon some of the stuff he can shove up his butt are like bigger than his own limbs I think he could get himself in himself <laughs> and then he just ceases to exist <laughs> and he just goes just like <laughs> into the void yeah <laughs> he goes into the, another dimension yeah you have to wonder if medically that has a long term effect on you probably I imagine he's gonna be probably shitting himself when he's sort of 50 but you know, fair play. It's what he wants to do. He loves it. He's the champ. Yeah, he's bloody good at it. If you're good at Summit, do it. <laughs> and make bank from it. Jesus. Bloody ass That's champion. the ass champion. Vinny, over to you, mate. Yeah, I don't know how to follow that up. So my pick of the week is the gamer girl, bathwater, e-girl, meme queen herself, Belle Delphine. Who I'm, I'm sure you should all be aware of, surely. I have heard of this. She's this iconic. One, yeah. Very famous in our internet culture. So yeah, Belle Delphine, her actual name being Mary Belle Kirshner, was born in Cape Town, South Africa in 1999, before moving to the UK when she was a teenager after her parents divorced. At the age of 14, she dropped out of school due to being bullied by her classmates for having uh, an intensely dark sense of humour. This is when she started posting pictures of herself cosplaying on Facebook. And in 2018, she began uploading pictures of herself modelling using items like a pink wig, thigh-high stockings and cat ears. This aesthetic later became known as the e-girl look and she was basically one of the first to do it and kind of popularize it and it really made her stand out from the crowd in march of that same year she created a patreon account so her fans could receive access to her lewd photo sets for a price of course and later that year she quickly rose to the top of the for you page on tiktok which is everyone's favorite chinese government spying app <laughs> Drop that in there. This was Belle Delphine's first taste of online fame, as pictures of her spread like wildfire around 4chan and Reddit. Her Instagram surged to close to a million followers by the end of 2018. Jesus. Now, in her photo sets at this time, she started to include the what's called, and I'm going to absolutely butcher this. I think it's a a high go a high go face which was popularized in Japanese hentai and mimicked an orgasm face. Do it, Vinny. Just, just, can you do it? Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it. <laughs> I was practicing this earlier. No, I... oh, Amy's good. That was, that, Amy's, Amy's, that was good. Oh, I didn't see it. I was doing it. Go on. Wait, I, I can't see it when I do it. So I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing. It's like. <laughs> yeah, there's that's kind it. of it. That's the thing. The cross-eyed tongue out thing. I can't cross my eyes. No, I can't. I just look at your nose, mate. Look at look at the tip of your nose. Am I doing it? You're just looking side to side. <laughs> <laughs> but is it sexy, mate? Mate, no. I'm so horned up. <laughs> Where do this you live? I'm going to find you. Hey, carry on, carry on. But yeah, that face has literally become like huge. It's like a massive meme, and like I see it all the time in like uh, a lot of amateur porn now. 
which really pisses me off because I think it looks really dumb and just stupid. But to each I was going to say, suppose. it's more than a meme. Like it's a it's a thing. It's a serious thing. People like they're not doing it necessarily to take the piss. Like it's a proper turn on for a lot of people, I guess. I assume it is like supposed to be like a turn on, but to me, I just yeah. see it as like just the meme face. So I just can't take it seriously. I think it's that thing of like it's a bit of a symptom of how people have got so into like anime and uh, like hentai porn that like people are now searching for that in like real life, which is obviously chill without meaning to get like too deep on it. The only worry there could be is like if they then find a real life sexual partner and they then don't do that weird face, they might struggle a bit. Like it's a bit of an expectation thing, isn't it? Like people in real life don't do that. (laughs) No. I mean, to each their own, maybe someone does. But I'm going to say I'm happy to put my money on. You cannot cancel me for this. I want to say 99% of the population, if not more, do not cross their eyes and stick their tongue out when they orgasm. I feel comfortable saying that. I feel comfortable saying that too. Like, maybe I'm doing something wrong, but no one's ever gone. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah. if they just died, I'd be like, oh, fuck, you okay? <laughs> breathing <laughs> my ex once was having sex with a girl and she he thought she was having a really good time then realized she was having an epileptic fit <laughs> oh my god yeah, he was like, oh, this is great. she's shaking and then realized she was literally rolled onto the floor and was having an epileptic fit so she Holy probably shit. did that face wow <laughs> wow oh my god she's obviously all right so we can we can sort of laugh about she's her we can laugh fine. yeah she's fine i'm sure So, as her fame grew, so did her controversies. And in 2019, she published a video on her YouTube channel of her dancing to a song about suicide whilst holding a gun. The video spawned false rumours about her death after she took a short hiatus from the internet. On June of that year, she came back and posted on Instagram that if she received 1 million likes, she promised she would make a Pornhub account. Pornhub responded to it, calling it, quote, the best news. The post then received... 1.8 1.8 million likes and so uh, Belle Delphine kept her promise and made a Pornhub account and then posted 12 videos I think I think simultaneously like right like just dropped all 12 videos at the same time but all the videos however featured misleading titles and none of them were actually sexually explicit so to give you an example one of the videos was titled PewDiePie goes all the way inside Belle Delphine. (laughs) And it was a minute long video of her eating a picture of PewDiePie that she printed out and (laughs) winking throughout. Oh my God. (laughs) That is the worst clickbait I've ever heard. I love it. I absolutely love it. Another video titled Belle Delphine Gets Double Penetrated featured her sticking two cigarettes up her nostrils and lighting them. (laughs) Or doing the the Japanese hentai face that I can't pronounce the name of. <laughs> oh, get on! That's incredible. What a oh legend! My God. Another one! Another one! I want to hear another one. Belle Delphine plays with her pussy, and it's it's her and a plush cat. Yeah. Thought <laughs> as much. Belle Delphine gets black in her hole, and it's just her playing pool. Uh, Stroking two big cocks, and it's her with two chickens. Huge yeah. load blown on her, and it is—it's just a coke bottle. I love it. What a legend! What an absolute legend! 
But, I mean, I don't want to be sort of pointing out the obvious, but none of this is porn, and we're doing Goat Porn Star. I'm getting to it. I'm getting yeah. to it. Don't you worry. So, yeah, Pornhub Insights published statistics detailing that Delphine's videos were actually the most disliked on the website's history. And Insights also stated that Belle Delphine was the fourth most searched term, and she was even the, the most searched celebrity of 2019 on their site. This is when she had a great idea. She launched her brilliant new product, Gamer Girl Bathwater. It was priced at 24 quid and sold out in three days. I've heard of this stuff. I've heard of this. I fucking love it. What a legend. To be fair, fair play. Like, it's a good business, isn't it? Explain what it is. That, that is fantastic business. So, yeah, it's literally just uh, she took a bath and just then put, like, all the water in jars and then sold them. And simps lapped it up like it was fucking gold genius. dust. Wow. It, like, you, you can... If if you sit there and criticize her about that, like you just don't have the right because if you could, you fucking would. It's genius. Fair play to the girl. Yeah. Yeah, she like I because I I listened to uh, the HD podcast where she featured on uh, like a year ago or two years ago, and it's really interesting actually because like she's actually very down to earth and very regular normal person, which. After reading all of these like crazy controversies, it's like mm. a bit hard to believe. She said like, because the uh, the host asked her like, did she fart and pee in the water? She didn't, unfortunately, but she did spit in a couple of jars, so that's something. They're premium jars. They're like thirty four. Yeah, she is mega normal though. It's funny you say that because I watched um, like content with her in it where she does like let's plays and stuff with people, and she just seems really solid and like nice. She seems like a normal person, yeah, it's a very normal person. She seems to think the whole thing's quite funny. <laughs> yeah, that's what she is. At the end of the day, she's just a massive internet troll. She just made lots of money off of it. It's fantastic. A couple of weeks later, her Instagram account was banned, having accumulated 4.5 million followers. Business Insider reported that there, quote-unquote, appeared to be a coordinated effort to report Delphine's account. So I think people, simps, let's just get this straight, simps, Angry virgins on the internet. No shaming, anyway. Can you, b- before you explain this, because I'm stupid, I don't understand simp. What is... Oh, sorry. Uh, simps are white knights. So simps are like, they'll do anything for a girl. It's like a nice guy. It's kind of like a, you know, like, ah, oh, so nice to all the girls. And then as soon as they, like, reject them, because, you know, not every girl has to have sex with every guy who's just nice to them. You know, then they're like, oh, fuck that whore. She's such a bitch. You know, it's all oh, that sort of I stuff. Oh, I see. Okay. So people like you basically worship girls, like guys who just worship like any girl. That, uh, as like, soon as they reject basically. them because they don't have to be interested in you just because you worship them, they like flip the other way. Normally they 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 get a bit angry. I and it. I think that's basically what happened is they were all got, felt a bit baited by the Pornhub thing. And then they had a coordinated effort to get her account banned, which worked. I would love to see the forum posts that coordinated that attack. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably on 4chan. Yeah, I don't doubt yeah, it. yeah, probably. After Instagram got deleted, she continued using her Patreon, which now had over 4,400 supporters, one of which had spent $2,500 just for a personal Skype conversation with her. Nice. Crazy, I know. She became inactive on her social medias, but returned a few months later in October with a tweet of her mugshot explaining she had been arrested 
And the mugshot even has in the bottom left corner, like Metropolitan Police. This was supposedly because she had spray painted somebody's car as revenge for taking her pet hamster at a house party. <laughs> is this true or is this a troll? This is yet to be fully proven. I, I think <laughs> okay. This is, I think this is another troll. I because people have done digging and no one could actually find any like proof or evidence that it ever happened. It sounds like a troll. Yeah. Well. Yeah. There's a theme coming along here. I think she took another hiatus from November 2019 all the way to June 2020 when she released a music video on her YouTube channel parodying the song Gooba by rapper Six Nine. This video was made to promote her newly launched Instagram, uh, TikTok, and her OnlyFans account. So yes, she is valid for porn stars. She is, in fact, a porn actor at this point. Uh, and Business Insider actually reported that her OnlyFans account draws in about £1 million per month. Jesus Christ. Damn. Fuck. What an inspiration. What an inspiration. If we... I would fucking sell all the bathware in the world for that yeah right i don't even have a bath but i'm i'm gonna do something <laughs> getting a bucket <laughs> that's incredible that is unbelievable hustle oh my god her youtube account was then terminated without warning due to the their stance on content with nudity or sexual content her channel at the time had 1.8 million subscribers and over 78 million video views prior to its termination and this drew a lot of criticism from Delphine and her fans, especially as YouTube had like some of the most popular videos are like things like WAP, which is very sexual. Like, you yeah. know, there's a lot of double standards happening there. Also, I guarantee that, that she probably didn't have any nudity in any of her YouTube videos. No, no, she didn't. It's, it's That's all. That's what I mean. Her music videos it's, were like. It's explicit content, but it's not nudity for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's not as bad as like. That fucking Mark Ronson song. No, it's not Mark Ronson. It's um Pharrell Williams and that other guy. Oh, what was his oh, name? Blurred Lines. Blurred Lines. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I bet it's along the same Blurred Lines as that song. I think it's less explicit than that because Blurred yeah. Lines has actual like nipples in it, which like yeah, it does, I don't think it? any of our videos had like any anything. It was just bikini pictures. So yeah, her channel was actually later reinstated, with YouTube stating it was a mistake by the review team. And on Christmas Day of 2020, she uploaded her very first hardcore porn video to her OnlyFans account. So yes, I'm checking the box. I technically meet the criteria of, of uh, this week's episode. You're not pulling a Michael and doing fucking Gandalf. <laughs> Absolutely let down. And her name was Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Belle Delphine has literally been cited as influencing the e-girl aesthetic that's really commonly found on TikTok, whilst her association with the gamer girl image and its tropes have also been highly criticised. This woman, who I'm not sure if I can pronounce her name, it's Madeline... It's not Mad... No, it might be Madeline, actually. It's probably not Madeline. <laughs> I don't think it is Madeline. Right, I'm gonna I now. remember, actually, so... when Madeline McCann went missing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Madeline Aguilar of The Cult wrote... And I quote, Delphine herself has become something of an online Rorschach test, a figure in whom people see either a brilliant performance artist making a scathing commentary on the expectations of women online, or someone cravenly taking advantage of misogynistic tropes of women gamers and appropriating Japanese cosplay culture, end quote, which I thought was a kind of summed up her whole 
life on the internet um, pretty well, mm. I think. Uh, she's since been ranked as number six on OnlyFans and has been named the platform's quote-unquote best gamer girl. And I believe she's basically still just uploads on OnlyFans and stayed away from controversies ever since. I think she basically, she did all the controversies. She did all the crazy shit. She gained the audience. And now she doesn't need to do that stuff anymore. And now she just is just a straight up, just an OnlyFans model and is making absolute bank from it. So like, well, yeah, I think just fair play. The hustle is, the hustle is real. Absolutely fair play. Like everyone's got to eat. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, definitely. I, I think I need to up my game now. You need to sell your bath water. Yeah. <laughs> you need to start saying some like controversial shit. Get your mug shot in sun as well. Yeah, spray paint a car. We can sort all this out. We'll get it together as a team. We'll be fine. Got to do yeah. the old. Yeah, you got to start. That's where you're going wrong as well. There's not enough. There's I've never, you know, that's that's the tick yeah. box one. It's the weird face. Yeah, I have to find a weird face, aren't I? But not her weird face. You need a different one. There's not actually that many weird faces you can do, though. No. You could do something. You could, like, cover an eye. I don't know. You could do something. Wear an eye patch. Wear an eye patch. (laughs) Pirate porn. You could could corner the market on pirate porn. Yeah, I bet that's not a thing. You could be the guy from the start of the SpongeBob song. Be fine. Blimey. I mean, this is definitely the hardest one to choose. And (laughs) better is the hardest one. Hey, uh, I'm actually gonna no. put off. I'm actually gonna put off choosing it for a minute because Seb may have thought I had forgotten or we had forgotten. However, I never forget. No, no, and no. while I deliberate on my decision, Seb, I believe you alluded to some very special Willy time with Seb at the end of the episode, which I think, yep, we're here now. So. Uh, Vinny, should we do the jingle? It's Willy time with Seb. <laughs> so, uh, Seb, over to you. Right. Oh, for God's sake. To be fair, if I'm ever going to tell this story, I may as well tell it now because I feel like it's at the end of an episode in which I hope most of my family members haven't made it through. <laughs> We've all clicked off by now. They've all clicked off by now. Yeah. If the ass champion didn't turn them off, God. <laughs> Yeah, right. If they've got past the ass champion, they deserve this. (laughs) I was at one point, I'd sort of told myself I was never going to tell this story again. But maybe I'll do this as the last time I ever tell this story. I've only told about three people this. And now you're telling it to the entire world. Yeah, I know. Sebi, we deeply respect you. We deeply, you know, celebrate you sharing this. Do you know what's really funny as well? This is like a panic dream from when I was like 15 because not only am I telling it to the world of my two friends, but I'm also telling it to Amy Mayer, who was more popular than me at school. And that is like a panic dream. It's like one of the cool girls from school and I have to say it's a really embarrassing thing. So this all starts, this story starts when I was in Vietnam. So I went to Vietnam for a two-week sort of quote-unquote travelling thing. It was more like a sort of a tour kind of thing. But anyway, one of the things about Vietnam is, so I was probably, I think I was 18 when I went. And one of the things about Vietnam is that there's no porn in Vietnam. Their internet's really, really strict. And at the time, I didn't know what like a VPN was or anything like that. So I had no access to porn. And I was at a stage in my life where I wasn't confident to have a solo wank. I always needed something there to uh, to help me through. Oh, God, I can't believe I'm saying this. So about, uh, so... The other thing about my Vietnam trip, and this is important, 
I was terrified of getting ill. So for the whole time, I didn't eat any meat. I had no meat, no fish, no nothing. I just ate vegetarian the whole time. And then on the last day, the second to last day, sorry, we went out on this cruise that took us out around the islands in Vietnam. It was gorgeous. It was like beautiful. We got to jump into the water. It was like stunning. And I was with all these new friends I'd made and they served up all this like delicious like seafood. And I just felt I was so comfortable and I was so relaxed. And I just thought these, it all looks so lovely and professional. And I, I ate like fucking oysters and prawns and shrimps and chicken and all this stuff that I hadn't been eating the whole trip. And then the next day was my last day, which was in um, the top of top of Vietnam, the capital city, which name eludes me right now, um, but it's not very important. But while I was there, I woke up in the morning and it was my last day. I was getting the flight home that evening and my Australian friends were like, while we're here, we should go and see the grave of Ho Chi Minh. I don't know if you know who Ho Chi Minh is, but he was the kind of communist leader that was leading North Vietnam when they successfully fought off South Vietnam and took the whole country. So he's a big deal for them. And they have his body sort of in like a casket, a glass casket, in this huge marble mausoleum that's like one of the biggest buildings I've ever seen in my life. And it's all polished marble. It looks incredible. But when you go through, it's really strict. You're not allowed to talk. You can't take any photos or anything. And as I was going through the uh, Ho Chi Minh Museum, I started feeling this really weird feeling of like just not right. Like, you know, when like the clouds go over but in your mind, like it all just feels a bit cold and like not right. And I just thought I was like sad that I was going home and it was quite creepy, this Ho Chi Minh thing. And there was a lot of politics wrapped up in it. The other day I'd been to see the, the war museum and it was all quite sad. And I just, I was like, maybe this isn't for me. I, I think I just need to go back to my hotel and try and just have like, you know, a nice end to my trip kind of thing. So I went back to my hotel and I was feeling really not very well and not very happy. And I um, I went to bed, lay down for a sort of couple of hours and had a 20 minute nap, two hour nap probably, or like had a two hour nap. And I woke up, I woke up, I felt much better, way better. Like I felt like a fresh, right. fresh new person. And the thing that woke me up was the sound of two people having sex in the uh, in the hotel room next door. Oh no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't like where this is going. I I hadn't watched any porn. I hadn't had a wank in two, two and a half weeks or so. So <laughs> I, I'm ashamed to say, started sort of getting into what I would call a sort of an unconsensual threesome, where, where I was kind of getting off to the sound of them having sex. And it was doing all right, and I was, I was feeling pretty good. And I started getting closer and closer to the finish line, I guess you could say. And I could feel this, like, bubbling feeling. And I just thought I was going to have a really, really big orgasm. But actually, at the point of climax, I shat myself. (laughs) (laughs) And started a very, very violent uh, spate of diarrhea and vomiting that lasted for about two days. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god Holy shit well quite literally yeah <laughs> <laughs> did you not come at, at all no i did yeah i did yeah i came and shit myself all fluids oh my god all fluids at once yeah M- michael you did exploding masturbation yeah yeah wow yeah. my god i didn't even think that was possible what did you clean up first 
Oh, mate, it's horrible. <laughs> oh, God, it's awful. You just sort of lay there for a minute like, what have I, I become? I lay there for a lot Your whole life flashed behind, before your eyes. It was awful, yeah, it was really bad. I, I, I got into the shower. I just remember just standing in the shower with, like, this is a real low for you. Um, you're a real piece of shit. I hope I never have to talk about this on a podcast that I run to the entire world. Yeah, I know. And then, um, and then I had to. I was then was get got really worried because, like, the rule in Vietnam that because everyone shits themselves, they're like, if you shit in your hotel bed, you have to pay for it. And I was really broke, and I was really worried about having to pay for it. So I stripped all the sheets, and then I pulled them off, and I put them in a big pile. And I had to go downstairs and explain in broken Vietnamese what had happened. Did you explain about the wank? No, no. I just said I've been very, very ill. Right. In the bed. And she sent someone up to, 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 to look at it. And bear in mind, I had to do this in reception. And there was a load of people in reception there. And I, we all had to wait while the cleaner went up to assess the damage. And then she came down and said it was fine. She said, it smells like come in there. He's a naughty boy. He's going to have to pay for it. I know that's smell only were. The unique smell of common shit. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's worse than I thought it would be. Well, I'm never telling that one again. Is that it? That that I mean that obviously. What do you that mean is that it? it? <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know what? It's not that bad. Like People can't criticise you that much. Yeah, you did a bit of poo, you know, whatever. You know, like you said, you hadn't eaten meat or fear of getting ill. It all hit you at once. You know, no one should... You shouldn't be embarrassed and no one should shame you for it. I got your back, Seb. No, I'm sure they won't. I'm sure they won't. I'm sure that'll never come back to haunt me. Probably not. I mean, not now it's on the internet, you know, be fine. Yeah, you know, everything that's on the internet can easily be taken off the internet forever. That's the saying, right? That is the rule. If any, we can all say that. Yeah. Jeez, how the hell do we segue from that to me deciding who is the goat porn star? I think we can't. I think you just have to get into it. I'll have to go into it. This is honestly, this is really difficult because there's a couple of reasons why. A, they're all really good shouts, but they all have something that like goes against them almost. The other really difficult thing is I really like the ass champion. <laughs> you can't count the ass champion. You don't know his name. If you knew the ass champion's name, you could have it. But you can't crown a guy who may or may not be real. I know. That's why I can't crown the ass champion. That's why it makes it difficult. And I also really like the 919 guys lady because that's unbelievable as well. So this, it just complicates the whole thing. But I do know who is the GOAT. And I'm going to go through who, you know, I'm going to go through them one by one. And just give my thoughts on them. So, Mia Khalifa, fair play. Like you said, she came out and she highlighted the wrong in the industry. And she did do a controversial thing, but she was mega popular. Like I said, she's still like the most searched porn star on Pornhub in 2022 or second most. And that puts her in the GOAT conversation. However, she didn't do porn for like a very long time did she the longevity effect three months isn't there yeah so that is that Belle Delphine obviously I mean even I know who she is so that is summit 
and she has had a massive impact. And I, I am in the camp of she is like a performance artist, and she's done very well for herself. I wouldn't criticize her. Like, like I said, if you could sell your bathwater for twenty four pounds a jar, you would fucking do it. So, fair play to the girl. But the whole uh, face, I can't get behind. And she started the whole thing. So that leaves me on Nina Hartley, who maybe doesn't have, like, a big statement behind her, like porn in a hijab or, you know, the bathwater thing or whatever, you know. She doesn't have that big controversial statement. But what she has done is, A, have longevity in the industry by doing every video under the fucking sun, and B, she's given education about the industry, as well as given input into it, if that makes sense. So, for that reason, this is also a first. I think Amy has won this episode as the first guest on GOATS, and Nina Hartley would have to be the greatest porn star of all time. Oh, I feel like I've gotten that award. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, because I can't get behind Belle Delphine. I can't crown her as the goat porn star of all time. She's not done it for very long. She catfished and baited a lot of people, which I respect her for. I think it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious, but in terms of being the greatest porn star of all time, it doesn't give her any credibility towards that. And the whole face thing, i just sorry, nah, it's not for me. And Mia Khalifa... Like you said, Seb, she's been in it three months. She's only done a couple of videos and made a big splash. But that's all it is. It's like a drop. Whereas Nina Hartley's been there, done it, seen it, got the t-shirt. And then she's gone on to tell people all about it. And Seb, for you, she must be the GOAT if she's influenced your life in such a dramatic way that now, in your own words, this is horrible to say. I'm like... (laughs) You know how to lick Fanny. <laughs> this is such a lie. This is such a lie for me. So, you know, she's got to be the goat. She's got to be the goat. Oh, I felt boy, like oh, as, soon as, I, as soon as I knew Amy was doing Nina Hartley, I felt like I was on the ropes, to be honest with you. It was a really good pick. That's like an Aww. actual pick. I think we picked fucking memes. <laughs> we picked memes and you picked dreams. <laughs> Yeah, because I'd never heard of this Nina Hartley lady either. So, but what I had heard of Mia Khalifa and Belle Delphine wasn't necessarily good. You know, it's the meme, isn't it? So, the thing about the hijab thing, I could have sworn I've seen porn like before that whole Mia Khalifa thing that featured a woman wearing a hijab. Like, oh, she wasn't the first. I don't think it's like was new. It was it just because it blew up so much? It just gained a momentum. It just gained a momentum. It was just like yeah. It's it's like I said. It's like that Streisand effect where like the more people talked about it, the more it just became a thing. And like it definitely wasn't the first. And I think that's why it took everyone so off guard. Is like it was not expected. They didn't put it up as like this will be a big splash. It was actually like one of her first scenes, and it was kind of a bit of like a tester. Like oh, we'll see how this goes, and then it just got massive and didn't she get banned from a country oh yeah she can't go back to lebanon no yeah yeah no they're not a big fan of her wow and her parents won't talk to her so i mean that is it that is the end of the episode i think we have to give a big thank you to amy for coming on goats and being our first guest and winning the episode yeah thank you so much for coming 
have you enjoyed your experience on goats yes thank you so much for having me it's been really good i was very nervous but super fun I feel like it's been great. I feel like we just need to think of another excuse to have you back on now. Please do. I was literally just thinking, like, you have to have me back now. Definitely, definitely. You'll just be like a recurring guest now. You know, once every couple months, we'll think of some other horrendously embarrassing subjects. We'll just be like, Amy's Amy's the one. Yay. Amy's the one. Seb's going to give a hilariously embarrassing story at the end of it as well. But we want to get, we do want to say thank you to our patrons that are supporting us because we do have a new patron. We've got Seb. Yeah. So thank you very much. Seb from Bristol. Seb from Bristol, thank you. Shout you joined the list of patrons that we love ever so much. Thank you for supporting the show and we can keep making content like this to this high standard with these fantastic guests with your support. So again, thank you very much. But that is actually the end. But also go and check out Amy's Instagram and potentially yeah. our OnlyFans with some very different content. Yeah. But equally exciting. Yeah, do it. We will link all of that in the description. It'll all be below. But if anybody's got anything else, that's it. No, I'm good. Bye, everyone. Bye. We're good. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.